Okay, so let me uh, share my screen. Can you see the screen? Yes. Yes. Okay. So today, this morning, I um, I look at some news, and uh, there are a lot of very interesting uh, concept and topics that, um, yeah. I mean, first one is um, um, it's um make us of make make us of or make make use of dot uh, com. Okay. So uh, the topic is what is DAO DAO decentralized autonomous organizations explained. Okay, so um, this article um, is written by Calvin Buemu, and uh, pretty much in this article, it explained what's DAO, because I mean, this is like a um, kind of like a, a concept that eliminate the, the kind of like decentralized, right? So I watched the video, pretty much DAO is like, um, 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 it, um, you, you, buy, you buy stuff on Amazon, right? Right now we are in web 2.0. So there's a centralized platform, such as if I order stuff on Amazon, then Amazon is the person or Amazon is the centralized platform, which control the entire thing that I uh, like all the activities on Amazon. However, uh, DAO means that we get rid of Amazon, this platform, but we still have the transaction between people who don't know each other. Yeah, before we have bank, right? Bank is authorized, right? Centralized. And now we are going to uh, eliminate bank, this um, platform or this organization. And we also eliminate the hierarchy, the uh, bureaucracy of the entire structure. So it's more pure to uh, peer to peer. And how can we have the trust between, you know, two people that doesn't know each other? Uh, so it use kind of like the machine or computer to decide, um, yeah, for it. And for me, I can tell you, I'm still learning it, right? And before it seems like a DAO before it happens to like Bitcoins, right? People, two people doesn't know each other and then they kind of use uh, Bitcoins and without any bank and they can transact uh, to each other, right? And nobody can shut down that Bitcoin, right? So uh, it's kind of operate on its own. And uh, um, the interesting thing is that this types of concepts start, you know, uh, floating into different uh, places. Later on, we will talk about um, something like um, gamble, right? Um, yeah, so for example, like um, later on, there's a news set that um, um, in casino, it's great and it saves cost because it cut the middleman, right? Cut the host of the gamble, right? So it can... Um, you know, reduce the money um, to hire um, the middle agent. So yeah, so I find out this concept is fascinating, right? Um, pretty much we can, you know, empower people and then we also fully controlled without, you know, big platform. For example, um, DAO also means that you give a ride to someone that you don't know, something similar to Uber, but without, Uber, this big platform, 
without the structure of Uber, for example, their CEO, their CFO, or their project manager, engineer, you know, the entire hierarchy of the bureaucracy will be eliminated. And, you know, like you have Uber's uh, kind of convenience, but without that entire centralized organization to control the platform. And the platform cannot be eliminated by anyone, any, any uh, organization. So I find out this is fascinating and it's a little um, utopian, right? And uh, very interesting. And uh, yeah, so, um, um, uh, okay, uh, give me a sec. Somebody couldn't get in. Okay, okay. So yeah, any thoughts of DAO or, you know, you, you have any ideas or you, uh, you know, you are the expert of DAO, feel free to, yeah, share. Okay, Hey, I, this sounds like, this is the kind of stuff of blockchain that really does like seem exciting because when you're talking about this, I'm thinking about <clears throat> purchases I've made over Alibaba or something like that, where you're flinging money to the other side of the world and you're hoping that something is going to come back. <laughs> and it's really quite a like, oh, we're all going to take a little gamble here by like, you know, doing this. But if you could link it to, you know, the <clears throat> the blockchain is in the account and it gets released from the account when the goods ship and it's automated and and everybody can see what's going on. Wow. Would that wouldn't that be helpful? Um, but consider also that it's about the trust and the blockchain doesn't do anything about re, um, in, installing trust. That, that's, you have to keep that in mind. Yeah, um, but if it had a second, if it had a second step though, it's like escrow, right? Like if you, if you were to send money over but they couldn't take it out but they could see that it arrived and it's meant for this purpose. And then when the thing shipped, then the money release, then you could have some okay. trust there um, because then the manufacturer could say, okay, I see the funds. And as soon as I send it, those funds will be mine. That could, that could establish some trust. And that would help me feel much better about ordering things from okay. someplace else. Um, but you don't need a blockchain for that. Because oh, no. thing- right, right. Yeah, th- this is ET. I worked for Tandem Computers. We did ATM systems and global banks. I was there 12 years. And before that, I cut my teeth on the internet working for Gorbachev and then the Russian consulate, which is now an, an, an incubator. But they, he, he came over to the U.S. and cut a deal with uh, American Express, created their own virtual currency and did gambling on, on barges, okay, out, out in the sea. And I thought that yeah. was really interesting. These Russians are smart, right? <laughs> and then we experimented with DigiCash you know, where people would view uh-huh. things. We are actually yeah. doing pornography. You look at the girls from Norway and you got charged five cents, you know, <laughs> with virtual coins. But you still had to provide, you know, $50 deposit on your Visa card in order to do these things. Yeah. So there still has to be the trust and knowing that there's a guarantor that these virtual income, uh, whether it's real estate, casinos or NFTs, has something that is viable. And to me, that is the missing link. I have to tell you a story that while I was working for the Russians, they they wanted to pay me in rubles. And I said, no, we're gonna set up uh, in the bank, you know, an escrow account and you put, I'll give you the servers, I'll 
you hire my team, you know, we, we would do turnkey systems and ship them out to people and they'd have to go into this bank account. But the ruble was dropping like a rock. And today, you know, where the ruble is rubble, you know, instead of 14 <laughs> equal a dollar, it's over 200 and, and dropping by, di- by daily. So the Russians are trying to get into this Bitcoin and blockchain stuff and, and puff up their assets, right? If, if, if they have a yacht, they'll say, I'll, I'll put a lien on my yacht for such and such Bitcoin, you know, because they can't sell it. So to me, it's a very slippery slope that uh. there's no guarantees. Um, I just heard on the news just before I started here that some employees want to use their pension plans to buy Bitcoin. <laughs> now, I'm a retiree and I've retired very comfortably on my Intel stock. You know, I don't make a lot of money. I don't do a lot of trading, but I do get it, it splits and I get dividends. So I've been able to, to buy houses and create businesses from that income. But I, I got it when I, in the 70s, 1970s, when it Jeez. was given to me at $5 options, you know, <laughs> that was my golden, my golden goose. So I don't think there's a golden goose in the metaverse in this banking stuff. I think it's all on what people are willing to pay and who's willing to pitch it. But yeah. as a retiree and, you know, uh, you've heard me talk in previous talks that I'm not going to take all of my money, you know, sell my Intel stock and, and put it into metaverse stuff because yeah. I just don't trust it. So it's be careful what you wish for. You know, these <laughs> millennials, if you have the extra cash, you don't want to buy a Tesla, drive a Volkswagen and, and invest some, some of your Tesla fund in Bitcoin and see what happens. But until there's a bottom line guarantor and you know it's going to be there, nobody's going to steal it from you. And it's going to grow regularly so that when you're 60, 65 or have a, 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 a health issue that you have to quit working, you have something to fall back on. So I know the technology's there. Hey, I could, I, we could start our own bank right now. And, you know, I have a next door neighbor who, who does NFTs. You know, I can just take anybody over and we'll start NFT tomorrow. But this is scary. I think people have to realize the bottom line behind it. So a, a cautionary tale for me. Oh, hello, Raja. Hello, Raja. Yeah, do Hi. you want to introduce yourself? Yeah. Oh, yeah, sure. Last time I joined this uh, event, actually, uh, with Dom and uh, other people, uh, it was really, really great experience for me to learning experience, actually, uh, about the metaverse and all that things. Uh, my profession is a data analyst. I'm working as a data analyst in one of the retail company. Uh, actually, I am really very passionate about augmented reality, virtual reality, uh, mixed reality, and kind of things. So I was also uh, developing some applications before as I uh, shared my experience with Dom and other teammates last time. That means uh, I created one um, uh, birthday celebrations uh, kind of experience in augmented reality for my senior vice president, uh, just for fun, yeah. But next thing is actually, I want to uh, learn something more in like a photographic world, uh, like kind of metaverse world. So want to involve myself and want to learn some skills in uh, metaverse. So for that, actually, I need to learn some virtual reality uh, concepts very clearly and set some couple of tools like Unity 3D, Unreal Engine, Vuporia, and all kinds of things are most needed uh, things to uh, go with it. 
the thing is that I'm I'm very uh, optimistic with metaverse, not in investing on anything or not in uh, buying any uh, virtual land uh, because I don't know too much about that things. But yeah, definitely to make or design a virtual world for metaverse, that's actually I'm very passionate. Like let's say we are purchasing virtual world and we are making a hospital in virtual world or we are making any restaurant in virtual world and then people can go there and they can experience uh, by going into that restaurant or store or hospital that definitely I'm very much into that. So that kind of things actually attracting me and uh, that, that is the main reason to join this kind of events as well by which I can make good contacts uh, and I can also learn something more so that I can uh, develop my passion like in this uh, magnificent technology actually. Yeah, Raj, there's a couple of um, LinkedIn uh, info in the chat, so you can ping us, and I'd love to talk some more with you. You know, I, I, I'm doing healthcare, but I also do high-tech stuff, so this is E.T., Emily Troutner, and Dan has some ideas, and you have to meet Wes. Wes, you need to come back and just be a speaker and tell us about all the things <laughs> okay. doing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wes, if you are interested in being a speaker, yeah, I can create an event for you. Um, I think one of our, you know, regular in uh, the news um, feed, uh, Oscar will kind of teach us how to create your own uh, metaverse uh, playground in Decentraland or, or Sandbox, Sandbox, sorry, Sandbox. Yeah, yeah later. <laughs> So, the, yeah. One more point is that, uh, uh, I mean, correct me and also advise me as well, actually, I'm very interested to know from you guys. Uh, uh, as a data analyst point of view, I was thinking that means if I will create my visualization graphs in virtual reality, like in metaverse, what do you think? I mean, is that a good thinking on that or should I waste, I mean, invest my time in that things? Like if I am showing my visualization and the data analytics things, in virtual reality or augmented reality, uh, like or in metaverse, what do you think about that piece? I mean, that is the good. We are. I'm going in the right direction. Yeah, Raj. Um, I'm curious to talk to you about the healthcare stuff because I see a need for an augmented reality because people can't. Uh, or we don't have enough hospitals. You know, they're actually closing yeah. by the day. Okay. California has. If I'm, I'm working on a project with hospitals. We're projecting how we're going to take care of people that are living to be 100 years old. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and and the and younger people like yourself, you're not only taking care of your parents, but you're taking care of kids, and you're yes. also dealing with your own health issues. So we want to create a digital world where people can focus on health prevention as mm -hmm. much as possible. Like mm -hmm. a women would learn. Uh, what's a mammogram? Why do I need one? You know, I actually talked to Latina women here who've never had one in their whole life. Okay. I and think they prevention is better right. than curation. It, it's exactly. Smart. It's very so smart. If, instead of me preaching to them and forcing them, me standing there with my white lab coat, throwing binders at them about you're going to die if you don't do this. If there was like a nice forum for women where they could learn, how do you take care of yourself? You know, maybe yeah. your mother died of breast cancer. So you should start looking at this. And so that kind of, that equates to data, but you want to have it secure. It's not stuff you want to share with the world. So I yes. see this balance about gamifying healthcare, but by the same token, protecting the privacy and the analytics that 
you're mentioning, you know, and, yes. and having that like in a vault or even like in a, a blockchain, my own blockchain bank account where this digital stuff is tagged and, and no one can take it unless I give permission. So all of these are pieces to the puzzle. And I think that's what's so great about this forum is that we all bring a piece of it. It's not any one solution. It's not going to be Meta or Google. Here's the book. Here's the playbook. Everybody jump in and do it. It's not going to work that way. Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much, Emily, for sharing your... Yeah. Yeah, okay. So anyone has any thoughts for DAO, DAO? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm still new, so I'm still learning. I, I see DAO for... Uh, a lot of times and uh, I still want to learn more about it. And it seems like this is a pretty interesting idea. And also um, because I feel like all those good technology, right? Is still need to solve the current problem. And then uh, right now, I think the, the problem is solved is that cutting out the middleman, right? And there is no centralized uh, um, agent. However, um, there is also the problem because, you know, in reality, right, we've already had a lot of fraud, right? A lot of um, problems already exist, even though we have centralized platform. However, if we are migrating to the decentralized platform, and how can we even deal with the fraud or hacker, someone with a high technology who can, you know, chime in and do something? I, I know this is pretty secure, but, you know, if you have if you have a sword, there is a shell, right? And if you have a stronger sword, you have a stronger shell. So I, I don't know. It's just like a um, uh, kind of like if you create something and there's always something that can break it. So yeah, um, it, it's just very interesting that um, if we don't solve the problem that we currently have, right? Um, then if we migrate to another uh, world, and uh, with more freedom, then how can we control ourselves not doing a lot of bad things? Yeah, so this is something that I'm concerning. Okay, so let's go to another um, one, which is very interesting. Like uh, it's also in uh, the, the news, it's called makeuseof.com. Okay, so the title is called uh, Sandbox versus Decentraland, which metaverse platform should we use? Uh, should you use? Okay, um, yeah, so uh, this article is by Rahul um, Ann. And uh, yeah, so it's very interesting that people are comparing uh, with those two platforms. One is the Sandbox, another one is Decentraland. And I, I was interested by someone who is defining metaverse and think this is exactly, like what exactly is the metaverse? And when I see the definition, I feel like, wow, actually, I don't even know what's metaverse and everyone is talking about it. And I think that there are different systems, like different platform or different decentralized platform. They have their own system, right? However, I think this in this article, it has a little bit, um, I don't know, I, I personally think a little limited because you see like uh, virtual hardware such as um, has said motion detection and that immerse the user in the virtual world. For me, I would kind of feel that this can be a little broader, for example, like a cross-platform, right? You can even use 2D web browser or, you know, as long as you can connect 
to the website or uh, uh, you can connect to the space and you can interact with people or, you know, yeah. Um, you, you, it probably, the headset part, probably you can make it border like 2D, you know, mobile and website. You can also chime in. And the second one is that uh, it, it, it has a single centralized platform with a virtual currency to buy virtual merchandise to access merchandise content. I think um, there are different uh, currencies such as uh, MANA or uh, SAND, right? Uh, and other, you know, tokens you can buy. Um, and I kind of dive into what's Oasis. Oasis is actually very interesting platform. It's called NFT Oasis. It's a fully immersive experience in VR. So pretty much their goal is for creators to create events, um, art events such as gallery and also um, 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 kind of like a music concert, right? So um, I really love, you know, the, I don't know, the, the, the design, the 3D design, conceptual design, and it's pretty cool. And the interaction feels like you are in all space. Yeah, so I feel like it's, everything feels all space, but in a much, you know, high-end uh, 3D space. Yeah, so this is, what I feel, but I do really like NFT. Um, yeah, so yeah, so I I I think you know like um, in OpenSand or you know like Sandbox, right? I think they all have their um, building tools, right? Because Sandbox it has the uh, Vox, and then um, uh, Decentraland you can you know just grab drag and drop 3D object to build your own land, right? And also they all, all have their own currency, right? So yeah, so it also kind of analyze what's the difference between uh, Decentraland and the sandbox, right? Decentraland limits its land uh, plots. Yeah, so yeah, so there's a limitation of, you know, um, uh, of the land uh, while the sandbox has nearly double yeah, so um, yeah, I, I feel like those are fascinating because they are doing the same thing, but there are different platforms. And for example, if I buy a sword in Decentraland, can I take to the same box or, you know, um, how can those two currency be interchangeable? I know like you can use Ethereum or, you know, something to buy it and maybe make it, you know, get it out, but it is interesting to see those two platforms. And also Decentraland has three types of token, MENA, LAND, or WHERE, and the sandbox has four, SAND, GAMES, LAND, ASSETS. Yeah, so, yeah, so, so um, you can take a look, like uh, there are different types of tokens. And also Decentraland has maximized supplies of, um, that month is a lot of money. Yeah, like um, I, I couldn't count. Um, a huge number of money like MENA while uh, Sandbox has a maximum supplies of, uh, you know, sand tokens. Uh, it's all huge number. Yeah, and Decentraland's market cap stands at $4.5 billion while the Sandbox uh, holds $3.3 billion. I think it's all pretty big, right? 
And then more importantly, the sandbox has a detailed roadmap planning to deploy the platform to mobile device by the end of 2022. In contrast, Decentraland's roadmap um, it's more ambiguous, right? So, but they are all, I would say, very interesting and very similar, but, you know, in a different way of expression, right? I personally feel that the sandbox is more creative, more game, more young people, right? Like a feeling and it has a better, better visual and it's more hip. And then uh, this, um, I, 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 it was the sandbox. Yeah, the sandbox is cool, right? Like um, everything is more unified and very cool, like a Lego uh, feeling of uh, the world. And Decentraland, I feel like it's more commercial, right? You see like uh, Samsung or uh, some other big companies such as uh, Samsung or some bank, right? JP Morgan, they open their store there. And I feel like Decentraland, it feels more like people can do business there and more, you know, mature or, or I don't want to say old, but more senior people will, will do that. And the sandbox feels more younger and more game feeling and decentralized, more like functional, more people with mature mindset wants to profit or wants to do some business there. So that's just my iteration, but you might have your own. Yeah, any thoughts that you uh, think the, the, the difference between those platforms? Sure, um, here's my two cents. Mm -hmm. I've also looked at Sandbox and Decentraland. Mm -hmm. And there, there is here an analogy to like the, the 1980s on the Macintosh computer. Okay, okay, right now with the web, we know that the web uses something called HTML hypertext markup language. Um, that's really two separate things. There's the hypertext and then there's markup language. The markup language is from like 1984, 85 with the Macintosh, where you change the fonts on your, the, um, the, the, the colors and all that. But when you go to Sandbox and Decentraland right now, both of them are like, they, they're essentially dealing with markup language. When, when, you, when you use them right now, it's as though you were using a Macintosh 40 years ago. Um, and but the thing is, the web from 1989, the web is characterized by links, URLs. That's what that's that's what that's where the metaphor of the web comes from, the spider's web, the links. Um, right now, all these things like Decentraland, when you go to say you say you go to Decentraland and you look around, and you see and you see them build an existing building. Um, there's very little there about you being able to jump to a totally separate web, uh, separate site, separate VR site. Um, like, you know, um, Decentraland would pretend that Sandbox doesn't exist or something like that. Um, whereas back, I remember 1991, 92, when the first, when the web got started, even then, most of the, most of the websites then were by at universities hosted by, you know, MIT or Harvard or whatever. And they would have, they already then they had the links, URLs to, um, to other universities or to the government, like the NF, NFS or the CDC, things like that. Um, that that's not happening right now here on on the on the metaverse. That they really right now want to each site wants to keep you on that site for as long as possible. It's it's fascinating because this is like there were big debates in the late 1990s, um, where on one side you had AOL and Yahoo with the portals. They wanted to keep you there, and then on the other side were the, all the the smaller websites. So yeah, this, this is my observation.
Yeah, very cool. Yeah. I, and I, I and it sounds very much like what we've been saying in the past few weeks, too. So well, welcome to the choir. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, I think we are kind of like uh, compare the web point uh, 3.0 versus the web 2.0, right? And for me, I think uh, when web, like uh, 1990s is probably I, I'm... I'm pretty young, so I haven't really <laughs> experienced and feel like the website. Because when I grew up, I kind of already in, I I already know the website, but I heard that there was a dot com bubble, right? And there was some some pretty amazing stuff. So so for me, I think you know every new technology it will go to super high, you know, like. It will go up, and everyone will kind of be super optimistic about it. And later on, you will have a bubble, right? Yeah. <laughs> and a lot of optimistic will bubble up, and people test it out, and now it's not working. And suddenly, people lose the confidence about that technology, and everything just you know free fall, right? But later on, you know, since the technology is getting mature, or people test it out, and there are something slowly building up, like another. Emerge, uh, converge um, stuff. So yeah, for me, you know, I remember one of our speaker said that. Okay, so for all of those, right, we are trying to define what's metaverse. Maybe we don't have to define, right? Because things will go up, collapse, and then merge together, and it will come up with something that we probably couldn't even describe it or couldn't imagine it. Because before, people think, oh, dot com is not real or something, right? But right now we feel like it's real and it's on its way, right? So yeah, maybe we just let it be and let it blossom and let the market decide whether people wanna buy this stuff, like real estate. And I even see like people are asking how to have a mortgage in in uh you know in nft or decentraland how, how how can you buy a real estate in you know in those in those areas so um yeah i personally think this is fascinating and it's like kind of like we are merging ourselves into a digital world and we we will become a cyber person or something i feel excited about it yeah yeah i i want to jump in and and also uh you know, like you said, is I cut my teeth early on as a as a web internet pioneer, and the limitations that I saw was on the bandwidth, and the hardware, and the ease of use for the users. So that's the same quandary that we experience in any digital application, any industry, and including whatever you want to define the metaverse. And you know, um, we've given talks before saying the metaverse is not new. You know, we've done. Uh, these kinds of initiatives way back in different ways through the years. But the difference now I see is that we have what I call the screaming memes, the new hardware from NVIDIA, Intel, Siemens, you know, all of these companies, which, you know, you can, you can solve a lot of interoperability problems with more horsepower. Also smaller devices, your refrigerators, your phones, your cars, your uh, earbuds, all of those are getting quote unquote webified, you know, connectivity. And the promise of G5 is that you'll have kind of a mesh network where I could build an autonomous wheelchair and have it go through a medical center 
and take the person from the parking lot right to the correct blood lab center, you know, uh, and, and guarantee that they, they have a queue in line and checked in even before they get there. So this was, would not be possible back in the old technology days, right? <laughs> Where I have to push and pull and the user has to be a nerd just to check in online. So this is creating a lot of opportunity. Uh, uh, we have a saying, out of chaos comes creativity. And that's why you folks now will be able to build your dreams, not looking at the big tech, but what are the solutions that you wanna do and take the best of class from the hardware, software, or other people's foundations, let's say one of Wes's patents, you know, and build off of that. So it's exciting times. I just wish I was 20 years young so I could do this all over again. <laughs> but, you know, I still got a lot of years in me, so I ain't yeah. giving up. It's, yeah. it's a wonderful time you. to be in tech. <laughs> right, right. And some of you are my age or, or I'm probably still a little older, but, you know, it's, it's like, yeah. yeah, I wish I had this back then, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that that's really cool. And Raja, do you wanna? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I just wanted to share one news that is before yesterday. I think uh, in Decentraland, uh, Meta was like virtual land sold in like eighteen thousand uh, mana. Like, which if you will convert in US dollar, then that will be like forty-seven thousand, forty-five thousand uh, dollar, like in virtual world. So means people are buying more lands. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, yeah, and I can say that you know, real essay in uh, you know in most places in metaverse is a hot thing. And the interesting thing is that I remember I, I I forgot who asked a question like, can you pick your neighbor, right? If you don't like your neighbor, can you can you move, right? Or you know, like, um, yeah, because you find that then you couldn't really live there, right? And yeah, so. There are a lot of things um, happen, right? And we couldn't really control since we haven't really fully lived on the digital world. We still need to depend on our physical body to do things. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so yes. yeah, it's interesting. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, that's it actually. I just wanted to say that. <laughs> yeah. Rent as well. I mean, if you buy something, then that is lots of earning opportunities. And I'm very curious, actually, if that's something like ocean, you know, like the more you will go and the more there will be, you know, so we cannot learn everything all together, like at one time, but it will take a time to learn that all the things, or maybe we can go like step by step and we can understand that things like, hey, what is sandbox, what is decentralized and how they are connected with like metaverse and all the currencies and all the systems and patterns and all kinds of things. But yeah, it's interesting. Yep. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so let's go to the last one. It, it was a fun one. And uh, yeah, uh, the news is on the street.com. And the title is the metaverse as a winner casinos gamblers. Crypto gambling is, uh, um, yeah, kind of like, um, it, it's just started, right? Um, so let's take a look. Uh, the reason why people start uh, caring about the uh, crypto gambling is that because uh, you, you know, it, it lowers the cost of betting, right? So there's, a, I think, a plot, uh, yeah, it's, it's called ICE Poker. 
on the central land. So it's very interesting. It's gamified, it, right? So for example, you can buy some gigs like I iced、uh, wearables, right? And you can earn it, right? Or you can, you know,、um, upgrade it, right? And、uh, it has a token inside the central land game, right? So how how or, or, or open sea? Yeah, I, I mean it, it. It's kind of like maybe.、Uh, let me double check. Yeah, the central games. Sorry, the central games is not like in the central land. But、eh? oh, interesting. The central games, which does not have a gambling license, is built in the central land. Yeah, very interesting, right? Because. If you don't have a gambling license, you probably cannot start a business in this real world. But you probably <laughs> build a gambling business without a gambling license in Decentraland. I'm wondering how can you file tax, or you don't even need to file tax return. Oh, okay. Anyway,、um, yeah. So yeah, it's a Ethereum power decentralized virtual world. Yeah, so it's very very interesting because you see, like right now, there's no rule, no laws. It's all depends on the you know, decentralized. Like we trust that organization, right? And there's you know, it it, it doesn't have a gambling license, and there are a lot of people start playing it. So how 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 do you do this? Is that you 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 gamble right, and without the 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 agent, and then you need to buy the chips, right? Ah,、uh, using cryptocurrency, and then once you keep, ah,、uh, for example, like it, they will have the daily text, or they have some challenges. If you, um, kind of achieve the challenge or attain the challenge, you can win the wearable. And those wearable, for example, like if you have a, I don't know, the 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 cloud, ox or something, right? And ah,、uh, uh, it will. Go into your digital wallet, and so for example, if next bid you win or you lose, you will earn forty percent of that amount of money, and、uh, other people who who win over will get sixty percent. So it feels like you can reduce the risk of gambling because you buy you have that thing, delegate your、uh, wearable. So. I feel like it's kind of like a, a little bit gamify and encourage people to you know upgrade your delegate. Wow, it's it 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 has a really cool name delegation. So yeah, so you can upgrade it and、uh, you can gain experience. So you know you can kind of I feel like it's kind of reducing your risk of losing money more and more once you play more and more. So yeah, and you have different ranks. Uh, yeah, and fees or something. It it really interesting. Like it has all its gamified system. I think Dame, you wanna share something, right? Do you wanna share? Oh, I don't know. I just think thought of、uh, gambling in these、uh, the central land.、Uh, I have to tell a story that my、uh, my father actually has patents for uh, uh, in flight entertainment. And uh, uh, movie watching on airplanes, and、uh, for a while was working on gambling on airplanes, and this was like in the you know early nineties or something, and there was all these like restrictions. You could do it over international water, but you couldn't do it over you know U.S. you know land. So 
you know, you would be gambling and suddenly it would shut off because you couldn't actually gamble over there. And suddenly somebody who was winning was on a hot streak and suddenly it got cut off because they passed over Canada or, you know, something of that nature. But he was also saying that they were really, really worried that, you know, because when you gamble, the house wins. And that means the majority of the people who are there have lost, which means that they're not terribly happy. So if you really think about all the metaverse issues of people like, you know, aggressively, you know, you know, harassing each other and everything else, and then you factor in a loss of money on top of it. And, you know, think of the security at Vegas by this point, you know, but, but I'm just thinking it's like, well, you know, like he was worried, okay, you take a, a plane and you're stuck next to somebody. All right. And you can't get away from them and they're gambling and they lost and they're drinking and they gamble some more and they drink yeah. some more and you can't get away from them because you're seated next to them. <laughs> and yeah. I'm wondering how is all of that going to happen inside the metaverse? So I'm glad I'm not a gambler because none of this is going to be my issue at all. Yeah. Um, because th that's something else too. Um, all this thing about making gambling easier, but there are people, a minority of people who have a serious problem with gambling. I, I thought the same thing, like yeah. what is that going to do? And will, will, will we all have a completely terrible gambling problem socially rather soon well, well what about kids you know you they get addicted to video games oh you, yeah you, know, you get these <laughs> these badges and now all of a sudden you're getting chips and you know i've done like i said gorbachev invented the playbook on building barges and <laughs> he, he, he didn't need russia you know he's, he's doing quite well he and his family and and all his russian friends here in northern california um so i look at this as two things Sorry, um, the IRS and the California Franchise Tax Board, you know, <laughs> those are two powers that you don't want to mess with. It may take a long time, you know, to catch the Bernie Madoffs of the world, but you will get caught in terms of money laundering. As long as real U.S. dollars and currencies exchange in any way, shape or form into any of these metaverse or online casinos, I have seen a petition here from the native California tribes who have to live, you know, they do casinos by the rules on their native properties and they have edicts and guidelines that they have to follow. So they are suing these, these online virtual companies saying, why do you have a different set of rules for us and not for them? Make them play by the rules, you know? Um, and and uh, like I said, with the taxes, you know, if there's a lot of money being flipped around, the state of California is going to figure out a way to get a piece of it. You know, it's just <laughs> that's just the way life is. Yeah. And so they're looking at, uh, and, and then there's terrorist organizations. It's a given fact, you know, even with Sotheby's selling art at inflated prices to, to fund terrorism, you know, in Africa and different places. So this is a hard thing. And I, I have a lot of concerns about this. It's fun, yeah, it looks cool, but there's a lot of underlying bad actors behind this kind of stuff. And I just don't condone it in any way, shape or form. It's a different thing to play a game, have fun and not go broke, not get addicted to it. But these kinds of things to me will have to be regulated and controlled. Otherwise they'll be totally out of hand and we won't be able to fix it later.
Yeah, I I think yeah, like it, because it make make ah、uh, you know like all the graphics look so you know so appealing and also the game you know, um I think the game mechanics addictive because it's kind of like the more you play, the less you will lose by you know profits bleed right. Even you lose, you still can get some some stuff. So. The 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 role is appealing and also tied to you know NFT and something is you see like a a company or you know a a a group of developers they can create a gamble games on、um, the platform and the interesting thing is that think about what the developer can get right they probably can get something or they won't even launch it right yeah so I would say it is is very interesting to see they don't even have a gamble license. And、But the another, developer,、yeah. developer isn't going to work for free. They got to get money. They got to get sponsored. You know,、yeah. <laughs> they're not. They're not volunteers that are. Yeah, just I believe they will get something gonna, right once right. something so, is popular. So, who are the people that are hiring these technicians to do these evil deeds? And <sighs> and what is all this money going to be used for? Yeah. And and if it is causing addictions, bankruptcy, and terrorism, you know that that it's it's a horrible thing. If there was a thing where they were creating this and going to end world hunger, come play this game, and every fun we do, we'll feed the feed the starving. You know, we'll、mm. we'll put up camps for Ukrainian refugees or something. I mean, but since yeah, the, but they aren't doing any of that stuff. You know, yeah, this, this is like decentralized, so there's no organization. This is evil greed at its worst, and. To me, if you're stupid, if you get involved with this, it's just going to bite you in the ass. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, and and I, right now I'm start wondering, like, do we really need government? Do we really need the real currency if this is going to take up our economy? That's just my thoughts, but maybe it takes some time. But I mean, if everyone is start using, you know, Ethereum or Bitcoins or other, you know, dodgy, <laughs> other, you know, Bitcoin. Cryptocurrencies than the real money, right? Than、um, yeah, like government, right?、Um, do we really need a centralized government that costs war? For example, like Russian, right? And I believe that people doesn't want to involve war. It's just someone who is on the top has all the power who wants to start a war for、um, individual advantages, right? So. Uh, if in metaverse, how can you start a war, <laughs> or you know maybe you use it in a, another smarter way? But、um, uh, I I remember I read an article, a book, or a book. It says that government or centralized power will become less and less, and people individuals' power will become more and more. Uh, according to the history, right? So before we have an emperor, right? Right now we have president, right? In the future, if everything decentralized, like they they even you know like those types of technology even want to get rid of the the big organization <laughs> because、uh-huh. right now our you know the, the 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 big power are the big tech, right? The platform, right? Um, like Jeff Bezos, right? All those like a、uh, top, um, you know. Leaders in、uh, tech, their own platform, and now we are. If we want to riddle all those platforms, that <laughs> everyone will be equal for sure. But yeah, this I don't know. This like utopian versus the,、uh, you know, the well, utopian or、um, yeah. 
that sounds a little bit like the, the old Marxist thing about how um, that the Marxists would say eventually that the state would wither away when when they were the Marxists end up building very uh, powerful um, armies, things like that. Um, that, that, that see, all this talk about like um, that a, a central government is bad. But if you let, let's, let's just say that, let's say we, we believe that we just extrapolate that, that if in the US, let's say we, we become the, our, this attitude becomes dominant in the US and the American government gets left fewer taxes and it gets weaker and weaker, but it borders other governments that, that are very centralized and that are much more ruthless. So, so in that sense, um, you, you have a, a weak US government and then strong um, dictatorships. And do we, do we really want that? Yeah, like this is very interesting. And, you know, because I can read Chinese. I mean, I'm Taiwanese, but um, according to what I know that China is going to um, be more centralized and their goal is to make sure everyone getting rich by, uh, you know, kind of cracking down all the super top rich tech platform. Right. They are kind of, you know, sending all the super rich like Jack Ma, you know, kind of like crack all the entire, you know, super rich people crack them down and they want to, you know, um, give money back to people or, you know, like make sure government get get all the money and dispense to people. And this is one types of not like thoughts and our you know, decentralized stuff is another thoughts, but it's the goal seems like we want everyone to be equal and happy. However, I don't know. Yeah, who will see? Yeah, it's but just... the, the trade-off is there's no free lunch. You know, that's China's long plan. It has been their plan forever. But what are they yeah. doing to Taiwan, which is a rich, independent, technology savvy yeah. country? Yeah. I built up a, a manufacturing plant there for my German husband's automotive. But they killed it. You know, we got kicked yeah. out of the country. They took over our business. So screw you, oh. Taiwan. Screw you, China. I'm going to go build in, in Mexico. You know, yeah. I just feel that the economics, people are not stupid. You know, there are Russian soldiers fighting against, in uniform, fighting and sabotaging the Russian takeover. You know, just like you have white hat and black hat hackers, you know, blowing up international banks or, or whatever, you, you know, to, to cause disruptions. Uh, or even the ransom hackers, you know, some of them are doing it for quote unquote social justice. Mm -hmm. So there's a whole different way of looking at things and people will never change though. You know, the greed will try and take over and, and the people that are suffering will try and fight back. I just yeah. think the young kids and the technology is going to make people smarter. So you'll have different options. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think yeah, I, I don't know, for, for me, every day, every week, when I, you know, um, you know uh, have like a weekly news feed, I'm talking with everybody uh, in this Zoom call, and I always learn something new, and I'm excited for the, about the future, because I feel like it seems like everything will be more equal, be more pro <laughs> promising. However, I know there are some something that we need to think about it to prevent those horrible crimes, right? So yeah, so I think that this is our time, we kind of pass 10 minutes or nine minutes. So yeah, thank you so much for joining uh, our call and hopefully see you all uh, next Saturday. Bye-bye. Mm, great.